Hi everyone, welcome to Bed Slapped. I'm Aileen. I'm Samantha. Here um, we are this week. <laughs> we have a very special guest, but we'll surprise you with who that is later. Yeah. Should we start to, how was your weekend? My weekend was amazing. I went to Florida and I got very drunk. Yeah, that's really fun. <laughs> yes, but then I'm back. I came Jelly. back yesterday. Yeah. And I had to walk through Brooklyn for two and a half miles with my suitcase because of the marathon through, <laughs> like literally just dragging it through. Yeah. And, um, my boyfriend tried to come and rescue me on a bike, but he went past where I started, and we like went in circles, so it was that's, kind of fun. That's crazy. <laughs> I'm sad I missed the trip, but um, yeah, I also decided to drive to Long Island <laughs> at the end of Sunday evening, and was stuck in all the marathon traffic, so that was really terrible. Yeah, it's but, not um, as bad. Not as, as terrible. <laughs> yeah, not no, not as bad because I was in like a warm car. But um, also, we had you know that was pretty bad, but nothing compared to the other tragedy on Sunday, which was the yeah. shooting in Texas, which is just like yeah. so terrible. And yeah, we definitely want to keep things light here, but we wanted to give this some recognition, and we're encouraging everyone to go to everytown.org to um, donate, make donations, learn, um, yeah. learn more about you know what you can do either in you know the gun control arena or the mental health arena, whatever it is and stop these kind of things from happening. So, yeah. Um, yeah. So let's talk about who we have here. Reveal yourself. Revealing <laughs> happening now. <laughs> I'm Dr. Mike. Um, you may have known me from yeah, Instagram and you? social media because that's sort of how I got my popularity. And it's not because I'm a wonderful doctor, but because <laughs> of social media. But because of your like very good looks, right? right. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> that that was the initial headline that started my social right. media career. Yeah. yeah. If you guys are wondering how yeah, he got needs... so popular based on his looks and his social media, <laughs> you should watch our video interview with him. And yeah, yeah it'll be up on Betches.com later and on our Instagram. So. So. Yeah. What do you think about? my been drinking in Florida. Do you think that that's a normal thing to do for a 20-year-old okay, young so female? <laughs> what is the technical <laughs> definition of binge drinking? So binge drinking is having four to six drinks in one sitting. What's a drink? So a drink <laughs> a is a beer, or okay. the equivalent would be a shot, or a glass of wine. What's a sitting? So a sitting <laughs> is one time, like in a few hours. So if you're <laughs> having more than six drinks in a few hours, basically in I one don't night. Do that then that okay. would be considered. Oh, in a night. Yeah, and it, well, the night I would consider a session. A, a session? The night is young. So a, set, a sitting is less than a session? No, I would say a sitting is a session. Okay. Oh. Let's so say what it, if I get up and I do something else in the middle and then well, I go back to session. drinking? So that's a session. Let's okay. say, hypothetically, that yeah. you and your friends rent a boat and okay. you bring on like maybe five bottles of wine. Okay. How many friends? <laughs> Seven. Okay. Um, there's also a bottle of vodka involved. Would you consider if all of that is gone by the end of this boat session? And how long was the boat session? Like a solid five hours. Okay. Do you think that that's considered binge drinking or unhealthy? Hypothetically. Okay, so technically speaking, <laughs> it probably does fall into the category of binge drinking. But okay. next question, is it unhealthy? Is it going to do any damage yeah, to your health? Right. If you're doing that every day, yes, no question. Okay. That's definitely going to do no. it for you. If you, what do, if you. What if you do it once a month? Yeah, I was going to say, once a month? I think it's all right. Okay. Oh, yeah. especially, if yeah. you, especially if you're not drinking the rest of the month. If you're just doing right. that one time. Yeah, right, I couldn't handle that anymore. I used to be able yeah. to do that in college. Well, right. Because look, the, the thing that everyone always asks me questions, is this unhealthy, is this unhealthy, is this unhealthy? Look, living is unhealthy, right? Because at some point we're all going to yeah. die, right? And <laughs> even just being alive increases your chance of getting cancer, right? right. Because right. cancer is genetic errors in your DNA. Right. So just living, <laughs> oh, no. just living can, yeah. can cause all this bad stuff. So I don't like to look at it in this negative light. 
So you have okay. to enjoy life. And if there's a minuscule risk, that's okay. It's about managing and mitigating that risk. Okay. Am I more likely to get cancer if I leave my <laughs> laptop on my stomach yeah. or my phone on my like Chest. boobs while I'm like <laughs> sleeping? <laughs> or next to me, has, if I sleep with it next to me. Has evidence shown that? Have we proven that beyond a reasonable doubt? No. But if you don't need to, What's why do What's your hunch? I, I wouldn't do it if you don't have to. Here's the thing, if there's yeah. a great benefit, you get whatever weird reason, <laughs> yeah. keeping your phone next to your breasts, by all means keep it there. But if no, you don't have like, to. Um, like, she likes vibrates. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's just like it's very close, you know, like it's yeah. next to you. And then it drops on your face. And yeah. Then, yeah. Oh, oh, you can break your nose that so way. Nice. Yeah. I've almost, and then I've hit my lip and I'm like, oh. oh. Like and then like bleed a little bit. Uh, oh, yeah. It's terrible. Okay. What about like watching Netflix before you go to sleep? Like, what, what or just that bad? Like, does that affect sleep? I like it. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> Same. Watching well, TV. So, yeah. like, watching. That, yeah. So, you often hear this, and they say, t put away the technology before going to bed. And the reason we say that is because technology emits this blue light. It's a special wavelength of light that messes with your REM sleep right. and hurts your melatonin hormone, which allows you to fall asleep at night. Oh, that's so, why they have that night shift mode? Exactly. Uh, and Apple. that changes the wavelength of light to not be blue light, but to be orange, more subtle light. Interesting. Yeah, so, if you must yeah. be on your phone till the minute that sleep I comes I find that like, if I watch television, I can fall asleep, but if I'm on my computer or my phone right before I go to sleep, I can't. Like I'm thinking you're closer about work to the light. and I'm like, just I can't fall asleep for hours. The thing that really surprises me about the phones and all that, it's not so much the blue light that's yeah. affecting people. I think it's the FOMO. I right, think people are about to go to bed because they have it's work possible. in the morning and they see their friends partying, they see them on a boat yeah. binge drinking and they're like, I want to be binge drinking, <laughs> now they're not falling asleep. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. Right, it's like it's that like with TV it's more passive, yeah. like right. you're watching like friends, so, like yeah. you can fall asleep. But if you're like constantly being stimulated, oh, like by stalking someone, yeah. like you're like, ooh, that exciting thing. <laughs> no, like, oh, I said by stalking uh, someone, but yeah, spite stalking. Yeah, that's wow. a thing that's too. A new thing. Okay. That is I feel a meme thing. is coming out of this. Yeah, I think we could have, like talk about <laughs> that for a while. But yeah, I feel like I, I stopped. Like I, I used to fall asleep to the, to the TV every single night, like my entire life, okay. and then I stopped in the past like six months, and I sleep so much better. Yeah, See? my parents like didn't yeah. want like TVs in their bedroom. Smart. Like, they're just not smart parents. I don't have yeah. a TV in my bedroom. Yeah. So. Really? Yeah. I don't. Wow. I like. I have one, but it go, it gets turned on a lot less than it used to. Too much CNN. Yeah. Too much CNN. No, MSNBC. I switched. Okay. Yeah. Well, okay. So why don't you tell us why we're here? Okay, so I'm here to promote something very important, okay. and that's called Movember. Have you guys heard of it? Yes. Kind of. In passing. I hear about it every year, but not being a guy, I don't really get, like I know it's about cancer or prostate cancer, but not anything beyond that. Yeah. So we have Breast Cancer Awareness Month in October. Now that we're moving into November, it's time to focus on men's health, right? Okay. And what the Movember Foundation does really well is they focus on a couple or uh, three main issues that affect men in a serious manner that can be prevented and it encouraging guys in general to not only open up and share their feelings and whatever is bothering them, but to go see the doctor. That's incredibly big, frustrating part of my medical career that you can't get guys to come see the doctor. Do you feel, why, why don't why? men like to go to the doctor? They don't they like afraid? to know that, some, yep, they, they're afraid, they don't like to know something's wrong with them. Um, they don't want to feel like they're whining and they, they right. feel like rub some dirt in it, that kind of yeah. mentality. I and feel that's my mentality too. <laughs> I, just, I just don't like to go to the doctor because like they might like 
give yeah. me a shot or something. <laughs> I don't know. The, yeah, anyway. But yeah. the way that I always say, yeah, shots suck, right? Nobody right. wants shots. Yeah. But do you want to get the illness instead no, of No, no. Well, I can be fun. motivated to get shots because I'm going, I'm going to Peru and I had to get like six See? things. And I was very okay with the shots because of the vacation at the end. But See? like, if I just had to get those so for like my general health. So I gotta put a carrot health. at the end of the stick in order to motivate <laughs> Yeah, I need a big exotic vacation to get <laughs> as a reward for getting my shots. Exactly. So what yeah. do you, so like, let's say I'm telling my boyfriend he needs to go, why does, when does he need to get a check? So himself uh, first of all, I think men should go see the doctor every year in general. Like that women. should be an annual yeah. checkup. It, it, we don't even have to do any blood women tests. Women too. Yeah. Oh, women absolutely. Yeah. This is not just for men. But specifically talking about men for November is because even young men, there are things that pop up in young men like testicular cancer. In fact, testicular cancer affects men mostly through the ages of 18 to 34. Oh, no so way. So it's a cancer what? of young men. And it's a cancer that, oh it, it's very treatable. It's a, it has a 95% uh, survival rate, which is a good survival rate, but you need to catch it early. That's the most God, important thing. So and how guess how you catch it early? Go to the you, doctor. You know, well, yes, <laughs> but you think it's something scary, right? Like, oh my God, I have to get a scan or something, yeah. mammogram, because that's what women think. No, it's just, cupping and feeling your balls in the shower. Oh, so, oh, it. so it's like a breast exam for yeah. women, but yeah. So that's opposite. like the equivalent of, of breast cancer for women? Yes, but I mean, breast cancer is much more fatal than testicular cancer, so yeah. it's, it's difficult comparing them, but it's one of those sex-specific cancers that men get versus, uh -huh. well, although breast cancer men get as well. That's also important right. to know. Women can't get testicular cancer, that's impossible. Because we don't have, you we know, don't the, have those the organs. We don't have those gonads. But yeah. you can get ovarian <laughs> cancer. So. That's right. true. I actually also know. Awesome. I actually know a girl who, like, she's my our age, and she just recovered from breast cancer. Yeah. And it was like very shocking because it's yeah. like you don't think that like she just like got married. Like you don't think yeah. that she's just gonna like anyone you know is gonna have breast cancer. But she like lost her hair, and it was. Really it's so sad. I mean, she actually is very like encouraging about it. Like, she posts on Instagram like really positive things, like showing how she like wraps her head, her head yeah. like with scarves, and she's this, super positive. That is the perfect example of something that we don't talk about in media. Yeah. You hear on television all the time: this shooter did that, this terrorist did that, because they had PTSD, right? You, everyone knows yeah. PTSD because mm -hmm. it's in the media. Yeah. Have you ever heard of PTG? No. no. So that's post-traumatic growth. During an episode of a very traumatic moment, like your friend went through with breast cancer, she's now being incredibly positive. Yeah. She's grown from that event. She's become positive after a traumatic event. And we need to highlight that more instead of always focusing on the PTSD. While they're very important people to focus on. I never even heard of that. Post-traumatic growth. Maybe the reason that people don't focus on post-traumatic growth is because it's not as like exciting and doesn't get as many clicks to talk about happy things. Well, I don't know. I think it's amazing to see someone too. who just beat cancer in any form. I totally agree. Me too. To, to talk Anytime about I see that kind of stuff on Instagram, I think I find it like really inspiring and makes you, you feel like it's not such like a life isn't such a doomsday. Right. That like things can be okay. Yeah, I think yeah, it's true. Like she now has like a more full life, even though she like obviously went through like a ton of pain and this was terrible. But like she probably has a whole new outlook and like appreciates like totally. every breath she takes. Like and I think seriously. we can learn something from that and appreciate what we have when we are healthy, when our family members are healthy, instead mm -hmm. of always bitching literally about anything literally, that happens yeah. in our lives all the time because we're a society of complainers yeah, and yeah. as long as you understand and can ground <laughs> yourself to know that you're complaining but people have yeah. it a lot worse a lot of your problems become smaller more manageable you're less stressed what's something you complain about <laughs> my electronic health records in the hospital oh. so like typing 
Oh. I've actually, so I was a resident not so long ago. Yeah. And they stressed to me that I had to write my notes while in the room with the patient, my senior doctors. Yeah. Right. And I refused to do it because I wanted to have a conversation with my right. patients instead of being this guy typing away in the computer right. and not looking uh -huh. at them. And I hate that I have to do that because it totally destroys the human aspect of mm -hmm. medicine, of communication. So I've complained about that yeah. system so many times. Yeah. And it's still some, one of the major things that doctors hate about this new frontier of medicine. Yeah, I feel Seems like, like there's worse things to complain about. <laughs> well, again, that's the thing. We always have to put into perspective. I've, I was driving to my medical, uh, medical residency graduation and I got a flat tire. And I was like, oh my God, could that anything sucks. been worse happen <laughs> yeah. to me? And then I was like, whoa, whoa, wait. Well, I could have right. gotten into a horrible accident, like coming. Right. Yeah. So maybe this isn't so bad. And suddenly I chilled out and I was fine. That's wow. true. Yeah, yeah. I, just, I like complain a lot. <laughs> no, for sure. Work. Although I did start this journal that I'm, Aileen's gonna start <laughs> to now. It's called the Best Self Journal. Okay. And every day you like, it. it is a, it's a calendar, It's like with, it has your schedule, but every day you write down in the morning three things you're grateful for in the morning, and then three things you're grateful for at night. And you're supposed to like use it all the time, and you're also supposed to write like things that you're proud of yourself for that day, like three things you want to accomplish that day, and like opportunities to like change or like improve yourself. That's based on an actual scientific psychiatric experiment. Really? Yeah. And it's called the three good things. And it's become something a lot more complicated than what originally was in the study. What they did was they asked people who were depressed or anxious at the end of the day to write three good things that happened to them and the reasons why they think it happened to them. It didn't have to be big. It could have been that, you know, I came in and did this interview today and it was because I've managed my career well. That's it, one line. And after doing that for six weeks, Six months later, their depression and anxiety was more controlled than it was with medication. Oh my God, I can't wait to start my journal. Yeah. <laughs> so do that. It was really, it was, it's a really positive thing. Three good things. Great. That's really cool. I have a question, because you just said, you just said that this is better, better than medication. What well, is better than medication alone. Right. So it's, oh, okay. like sometimes it may need mm -hmm. to be in combination because right. we can't get through it. But this is a good initial first step because not everybody should jump onto medication right, right. away. I agree. What are your thoughts on like the... I guess like over medication of society like how like, how I mean now you have like the opioid crisis which yes. is it seems like it's somewhat like precipitated by the fact that people are like getting addicted to like legitimate painkillers and then they like need yeah. heroin because that's like the only thing that like touches that yeah. like do you feel that like people are like overly reliant on pills and maybe not enough like holistic like what's your thoughts on holistic medicine in general I mean, holistic, I practice with a holistic approach. A lot of people think holistic means naturopathic or something like organic. Like herbs, herbs and oils. And but yeah. holistic just has the word whole in it, whole. So you treat the patient as a whole. Instead mm -hmm. of when you come into my office with acid reflux, I don't say, oh, you're the acid reflux patient and give right. you a medication for the acid reflux. I right. talk to you about your life. I see where your stresses are coming from, where the risks right. are. Do you tell me that you work until 10 o'clock, then you come home, eat, and go to sleep right away? Well, boom, that's where your acid reflux is coming from. Right, right. just take a Pepsi. Yeah, it's not just say take a Pepsi. I have to help you with your lifestyle and give you some guidance there. So it's looking at the whole holistic picture when uh -huh. giving advice. And sometimes that means not medicating. Right. For example, if a patient comes to me, man or woman, and they're worried about their depression, Sometimes it just takes a conversation to figure out why they're depressed. Do, do they need to make a change? Are they even depressed? Or are they just sad because something mm -hmm. terrible happened to them? Mm -hmm. So it's, it's a lot about understanding and not jumping to medication. But I'll tell you this, doctors are often forced to prescribe medications. And I say forced because now doctors are judged on and paid, reimbursed by patient surveys. So if a patient comes into my office saying they need Xanax for 
anxiety. Yeah. And I try and talk to them and say, well, look, there's so many other things we can do outside of giving you Xanax. Let's talk about that. And they don't like it. They can rank me lower on the satisfaction score and I'll get paid less for that visit. Wow. Just because you wouldn't give them Xanax? Well, but just what because if it was, they What if they were drug-seeking behavior? Well, again, you're still not <laughs> no protected one counts. by that. No one counts who is... No one but knows is that, that only if you work for a hospital? If you, like, if you work so in a private it, practice? So the, here's different. the problem now. All practices are now... Pretty much all practices are yeah, being brought up by hospital systems. Right. Because that's yeah, the my way. Doctors that because I'll explain to you why. When a doctor has accepts insurance, whatever insurance you have, mm -hmm. a doctor doesn't have on his own or her own the ability to negotiate how much they're going to pay per visit. But when a hospital has 200, 300 doctors behind them, they say, you have to pay us more per visit. So they have negotiating power. Right. So that's why it's hard for a solo practice doctor nowadays to have their own practice. My mom was bought out yeah. by a practice. Where is your mom practice? I could probably Forest tell you. Hills. I mean, uh, I LIJ. She's affiliated with like Northwell. Yeah. She's a GYN, but I, she has no like people who cover for her or anything. That's tough. Yeah. That's and why she, she might dropped be her really OB. She do OB. Oh, okay. That's why she's been like for her whole life. Got she was it. OB. But um, yeah, yeah, I wonder. Yes. Yes. Mom's a stress <laughs> lady. <laughs> <laughs> Speaking of Xanax, how do you get men to talk about their feelings? <laughs> Interesting. Is that what you think about was it, when, it, when you think about I Xanax? was just thinking about it. I, when you were saying, like, you, you might talk to them about why they're stressed or why they're upset, like, instead of just saying, here's some Xanax, like, tell me why you feel this way. Well, the way that I do, do it. Do you resistance from guys? There's a lot of resistance. And most of the time, and why it's important to even talk about Movember here today, because women play a role in Movember whether okay. they think about it or not. Number one, they educate their children that are men, obviously, so they instill good values right then and there. Then, their husbands, their boyfriends, their brothers, their cousins, they can have a huge impact on that. A lot of the men that come to my office, I ask, the first question I ask, I'm Dr. Varshavsky, nice to meet you, what are you here for, or what's going on today? He's like, well, my wife told me I should come in and get checked out. So a lot of the big reasons why men go to... Sorry. He's on call, everyone. Yes, this is uh, my official hospital pager. Um, a lot of the Sounds reasons... Sounds like my cell phone. <laughs> ironic. Um, a lot of the reasons why men go to see doctors is because women have encouraged them. The way that I try, and once they're ready in my office, to try and loosen them up and, and create a co connection is by doing something I like to call emotional and physical mimicry. Have you guys heard about that? No. So it's like basically getting on the same, them? yeah, on the same wavelength. So because I am so in tune with what's going on in the outside world, I'm not just a doctor buried in a book. Yeah. I'll Very famous on social media. Follow me. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I go to sporting events. I'm in the fashion space. I'm in uh, Very current events. <laughs> so I try and create a common language between myself and the patient. And almost sometimes mimic their emotion, uh, their physical emotion. So if they're sitting with their legs crossed, I'll sit with my legs crossed and try and create that common line <laughs> of communication. And I've had some amazing results of men who've lost their wives that come in to see me and they were having a really difficult time. And sometimes we decide to go without medicine. Sometimes we realize that medicine is the approach that we need to take for the short term. And some people need to be on medication the, the long term. But it's that initial conversation that needs to happen and it starts with good doctor-patient communication. Bedside manner. Bedside yeah. Manner. Well, speaking advice of advice, so we'll give you a little rundown. People have been emailing us for advice since okay. 2011. <laughs> yes. Um, whether or not we are We're not certified. certified. We have not taken our boards. <laughs> okay. But we give it. So here, it's called Dear Batch. 
Okay. So here's we a read your emails and then we answer, answer. and you're okay. you can be part of the awesome. answer. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Dear Betches, I love your podcast. I always listen to it when I'm getting ready in the morning. It sets my mood for the day. Love it. Oh, that's nice. So I moved to the States a year ago and not long after that I started dating. Since herpes is common here, three million cases per year, not so surprisingly, I got herpes from a guy I met here. Fast forward several months, things didn't work out with him, and I started dating again. How do I tell the new person that I'm dating that I contracted herpes? Because I want to be honest and responsible, decent human being. Thanks, best, a normal cool betch who happens to have herpes. Um, okay, that's, that's crazy. Like, I, like, I actually I like know. Well some, written. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I think it was more well read by me. <laughs> okay, so. Yeah, there's like a lot of weird periods in here, to be honest. Um, okay. I actually know someone who this this happened to, and I think she like when she was like more serious with the person who she like, now mar- is married to. Serious, so, like sexually. Serious, like, like. Yeah. Oh. Like okay. it took like she took her okay. time for this reason. I think she just said it like, right. and then they used like condoms. Okay. Well, look, I don't know what, what happened think? later look, on. Number one, I know there's a big panic out there because herpes is lifelong, and people are like, if I get herpes, that's the end of my life. I'm gonna die. Right. First of all, it's not a life-threatening illness by any means. Right. It's, it's like just, a cold sore. Yeah, it's a cold sore just on your genital area. So mm-hmm. yes, it sucks, and it comes in untimely moments, and. It, it, it hurts, so it's uncomfortable. Mm. But number one, you have to be honest, but you shouldn't yeah. be too honest right off the bat, right? right? <laughs> if, you, uh, meet, yeah. if you meet someone, a partner uh, in a restaurant and you're on your first date, you don't start talking about all the baggage that you have, about your last boyfriend leaving mm-hmm. you, about your right. family problems, because that's just, it's a lot to take on for a person that doesn't know all the benefits, like why you're great, right? Yeah. In reality, when a guy approaches a woman at a bar, and I have this problem too with my friends, they'll go up, <laughs> they'll go up to a girl and they'll think that she's attractive. But like, what good things do they know about her? Zero, right? They can't know anything She about could be her. a total shithead. Right. Yeah, so now if she opens up and says, hey, I have herpes, just so you know, I want to be honest. Right. That's a kind of a weird sign. Right. right. So before you have sex for the first time, definitely talk about herpes, right. but not on the first date either. Right. Unless you choose to have sex on the first date, in which you should definitely tell them anyway. Yes. Or you should use a condom, no? No, still should tell. You still should tell. Does it, oh. if you wear a condom though, like does it prevent it, the other person from contracting it? Yes, but it's not 100%. Right. So like, he, like we learned from friends, condoms yeah. only work like 97 point something percent of the time. Remember when? With perfect right. use. With per, meaning like it's not inside uh-huh. out. Inside like they, out, not they, rolled all the way it's down. It's not a Doritos bag. Rip. Wow, yeah. <laughs> not expired. Wait, so yeah, I mean, um, maybe it'll like slow her down from like having sex, sex. too soon. I think yeah. so too. Like, I think that's like important, which so could. We make. should tell. So just definitely tell the person before that you're the dating, first time you have before sex. the first time, but not before the first time you like have a conversation. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Maybe maybe this is good because it'll make you have more conversations because you don't want to like yep. that to be the first thing. It's like kind of like a red flag for you. Yeah. And if someone truly has feelings for you, whether or not you have a cold sore on your vagina, really shouldn't make it. That's difference. true. <laughs> I don't no, know. it's true. I mean, yeah, yeah you, you could have herpes. Yeah, it's right. True. You it's could true. have herpes, but like someone else could have like severe bipolarism. Like you know what I mean? Like right. you could have other problems. Mental issues that, are just as right, scary. Right, right. That you could just like hide until it comes out. Yeah, and you yeah. take, uh, you know, Valtrex or any of these uh, medications. The Is that herpes medication? Yeah, it just it, they, the, it changes the outbreaks, the frequency, so you don't get them often. Oh. So you, you can like have herpes, not even like be aware that you have it because you're taking the. So if you're really? taking it and it's not an outbreak, can you still give it to someone? 
No, it, it oh, has to be. You have to have. There's oh. been some evidence also showing that it can happen right before the outbreak. Like it didn't come out yet, but it's about to, and you uh -huh. had like that bad timing, so it can happen. Right, and, and that's mom, probably when it happens. Sometimes, like, but then sometimes you, you don't know. People get drunk and do crazy stuff. Ugh. But your mom, wouldn't you like notice? Like, <laughs> will attest to this. Yeah. Um, women that are about to give birth, if they have an active lesion, they have to do a C-section because of the worry that you'll give the herpes to the baby. Ooh. That's interesting. Ooh. Yeah. I, yeah. I never knew that. Yeah. Me either. Okay, let's wow. do another okay. batch. I feel like I I'm learning something. That was, that was actually a good one. I'm <laughs> sure there are people Mike. with that problem or similar ones. Okay. Hi, batches. Love your podcast. I listen every week. I can't wait for the Bachelor podcast to come back. Mm -hmm. Us either. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. All right. Here's my deal. My best friend is starting to cramp up my style because she is always on a fucking diet. <laughs> she has done Whole30 for six months, even though you're only supposed to do it for 30 days, and she did not drink the whole time. God. She has done that weird ass diet that makes you eat cabbage all the time. I don't know the name of it. <laughs> she tried vegan and vegetarian. She's currently on a keto kick. Okay. I feel like I have to add she's average size skinny and one of the most beautiful people I know. Usually this stuff wouldn't really bother me because it's her choice and she can do whatever she wants. I mean, that's just like the rules of feminism. <laughs> and I'm 100% supportive of someone being healthy and trying to improve themselves. The issue I'm having is that her diets are now starting to affect our plans and therefore my life. We can never go anywhere. She refuses to go out to dinner or eat out or is extremely picky about where we can go. When she was on her Whole30 bullshit, she didn't drink a drop of alcohol, so we had to either find sober activities or she wouldn't go anywhere. Last example, we are going out this weekend. Everyone is staying at my apartment, and I mentioned that I wanted to get frozen pizzas for when we get back from the bar because, duh. And she says, well, don't get those because I can't have pizza anyway. Well, like everyone else can. You can eat your salad and be sad, but let me live my life here. What the fuck do I do here? I don't want to come off like I am being, I'm not being supportive of her choices to lose weight, but this has been really frustrating to deal with. XOXO, betcha is anti-diets. P.S. I bought the pizzas anyway. Good for you. <laughs> I feel like any type of extreme diet, like when you're like so extreme about anything, right. is not great, and it's also uncomfortable for the people around you, no matter what you're doing. Right. I mean, I'm not a doctor, but I am an unlicensed therapist, and <laughs> I think that she has some obsessive eating. Like she has some sort yeah. of like compulsions. So, I'll take this from the yeah, doctor's doctor. Yeah, doctor. Good thing we have a real doctor. doctor. <laughs> Jumping to diagnosing a person based on someone else's story is it's almost bad. always going to get you in trouble. <laughs> oh, I do that every week. People put their own biases when they tell these stories. <laughs> I just put out my wallet. I literally <laughs> do that every week. Every week. She's the un unlicensed therapist. Yeah, I, but I say I'm unlicensed. So what you, Don't listen what to you, me. This is going to improve your licensing exam. Great. Sure. <laughs> so when you do say, just say it sounds like this could be happening. Because okay. you, you never really know. Even right. if it was spot on exactly what the definition of a certain disorder is, right. you still may not know the yeah. true story. Good but friendly feedback. Yeah, thank you. I will always say it sounds like <laughs> she is a psychopath. No, she doesn't sound like a psychopath. She sounds kind of like a lot of people that we encounter no. know. And if they're not doing these diets, they're still think, thinking about food what that are, much. What are your thoughts on Whole30? And on all these things. I don't know about Whole30, but two points come up here that are very important to talk about. One is that communication aspect where you feel comfortable enough to share with your friends what's going on. Mm -hmm. Because if you're able to communicate and say that this is causing some friction within our friendship, right. maybe it would mm -hmm. change her view of it. But yeah. because she's emailing you guys and not talking to her friend, maybe that's making right. the problem worse. We don't want them to stop emailing us. Well, right. email, but <laughs> right. you know, talk yeah. to your friend, number one. Number two, there's a very thin line between, but it's a clear line, between a problem and a disorder. So for example, you have some friends that may be anxious, you have some friends that may be narcissistic. Mm -hmm. When does that become a disorder? 
right? Yeah. When does it become a problem that you need treatment for? And the answer is if it starts affecting major aspects of your life around you, AKA your friends get mad at you. You don't go out with your friends because you're worried about food being there. Right, right. All of those signs point to like what you said, an eating situation, right. an eating disorder. So it sounds like there could be an aspect of this because it's affecting her life so much that she's changing her plans. Her friends are clearly feeling left out. So if those things are happening, there yeah. could be an aspect of an eating disorder that could need treatment. So maybe she should like then just talk to her from like an emotional point of view, like be like- And a health point of view. Yeah, hey, You so, mean a lot to me, I don't- And I'm just worried about yeah. you. And I like when we spend time together and it upsets me when, when you don't want to do something because of like what we might yeah, you can be like, I totally understand if you want to be sober, that's like a whole other thing. But yes. if it's for like the reason, the unhealthy reasons, then like we right. should talk about it. It doesn't sound it. like she wants to be sober, no. like other than her calories. Well, look, if maybe after yeah. saying that to her friend, her yeah. friend will tell her back, listen, like you guys drink and party too much and it's causing me stress and maybe yeah. they'll realize that they should hang out less often. Or maybe right. the, the girl that emailed you will say that maybe I'm doing something wrong too and we can both learn from this. Right. So it's that communication. Did you, did you, so you, you've never heard of Whole30? No. It's basically just like a diet where you're like, you're vegan? No, you can eat, I don't, I don't know. Did you see What the Health? Yes, absolutely. I have a lot of feelings on Okay, what are your what feelings? Oh my God, what are your yeah, feelings? Yeah, what are your feelings on What Yeah, I've seen, I've seen all the all, all the juicy stuff. <laughs> yeah. Um, I'm not a fan of the documentary because it's a missed opportunity. Right, I agree. Um, <laughs> also like eggs? So look, you can educate people <laughs> on the benefits of veganism without using data that's false without exaggerating certain claims without oh, scaring yeah. people beyond right. a reasonable oh my god the, the, the scene with the children eating the cigarettes was so maddening yeah. yeah i was like that's not true right it just <laughs> seems like unrealistic that like an egg is as harmful as red meat is as harmful as a cigarette like well the, what they did is they because medicine is complicated and the average person doesn't understand what it means that when the who lists something as a level one carcinogen which means mm -hmm. that it has a lot of evidence proving that this is linked to cancer. Not right. how strong, it, it, uh, how likely it is to cause cancer, uh, but that the evidence is strong, which right. is very different. So when they say cigarettes are the same as eggs, uh, as, as, uh, as uh, meat, processed meats. Well, processed Cheese, meats. I think. It Not ready, processed, no. meat. processed meats. It's like deli Because meats. they're both level one. Yeah, right. So processed meats are like. Processed meats and cigarettes are both level one, meaning the evidence is out, is there to show that they cause cancer, yes. But now does it mean that they're equivalent? Not even close, right. not like literally not even close. Right. But to the average person, if you don't say it like that, they start thinking that if they eat a slice of turkey, right. they're killing themselves and killing their children, which increases anxiety, and anxiety is a killer. Right. So right. all you're doing is substituting one evil I for did another. Have so How does anxiety I couldn't even kill get through you? that in a documentary. I was texting everyone I knew, my friend's mom, who's a nutritionist, I was like, you better watch it. So she started watching it that same minute and freaking out. I went vegan for like one week just to try to see. I couldn't live without eggs, but I could totally live without meat. Yeah, like, meat's was pretty fun. easy to, to cut. And no but one's saying going vegan is unhealthy. Right. What we are saying is that there are other options where yeah. the Mediterranean diet, the Ornish diet, a lot of these diets are healthy diets where you eat fish. What's the best diet? So we don't know that. <laughs> this is the thing that upsets me about the current medical like industry. Mm -hmm. That the good doctors will say that, but good doctors don't have a big social following and they're not yeah. getting documentary funding from Leonardo DiCaprio, right. which is who funded this film. He, he funded the other, no, he funded that other Global one. Global Climate Change. Yeah, Caspiracy. But I thought he was a partner in this one and Joaquin Phoenix was in this one Oh, too. Yeah, I think so, maybe. Well, like, good doctors are not getting that funding because right. their answers are very boring because right. 
when you ask a question like, what's the best side, we say, I don't know. Right. The, the Leonardo DiCaprio's of the world don't like that. They want an answer. They want, right. if I'm giving you money, I want an answer. Well, Leonardo DiCaprio also probably supports the vegan diet because of the whole standpoint. thing. The environment. Cruelty, but also the environment that, yeah. like, apparently cows, like, farts yeah. cause, like, more <laughs> climate, I'm serious, like, no. more no, climate it's, it's just issues than, like, cars or something. No, it's, there, there it's, are there It's are like getting rid of the issues. waste and then the waste pouring yeah. into the water and the water then yeah. feeding the animals yeah. and then it's, it's all everything. It's the whole thing. What's your thought on documents. that, like, what's your thought on the idea that, like, maybe there isn't one, like, best diet for all humans, that, like, maybe, like, we all have different hormones and we all have different like metabolisms and maybe like I can have meat but she can't or like something like that. So that's a very good point. Genetically we're also different. Our gut biomes are different. You've heard of probiotics I'm sure. That's the bacteria that lives. My dog takes lives. them every day. You don't take them? I don't. My dog does though. So that's <laughs> the bacteria that lives in your gut. Now we're finding that there's viruses that live there and fungi that live there too. So it's this whole other environment that we're being exposed to now. And all of that is different. And you and I, it's different. And you and I, it's different. And between you two, it's different. So knowing that we're all so different, not every diet is going to fit everybody. But there are some basic rules we can learn. What this documentary did well was that, yes, animal cruelty is a problem. There's some slaughterhouses that are just awful in what they do. The inhumane treatment of animals is bad. It doesn't mean that eating fish is the equivalent to right, inhumanely slaughtering cows. Yeah. Like it's not the same thing. Yeah, they tried. That was it. Right. I couldn't believe that. Yeah. So also, what about the the? They also grazed right over um, like sugar being a problem. Oh yeah. They're like oh. sugars. Sugars, you know, it's sugar bad. But like, okay. have you heard of fat? Yeah. And so, fat causes diabetes. So this they, is that's my diabetes? biggest problem for so. Overeating a lot of food in huge amounts will cause diabetes. It increases your risk. But like maybe no one should be overeating in general. Yeah, well, yes, well, that's yeah, the that's goal. But to say sugar does not cause diabetes is very false. Right. It's just it's been disproven. Like this, the doctor that stated that in the documentary is Dr. Garth Davis, and he was just on the show The Doctors, which I was on a month prior to, Ooh, and they destroyed him. <laughs> yeah. Because. Yeah. Sugar causes diabetes. Like if you right. overeat sugar, your body stores it as triglycerides. It increases your liver fat. It increases the uh, artery fat, which then causes the sugar to not be absorbed and managed properly within your body. But so. then, what about the like science that they proved in the thing that fat out also so, can everything be so proven? So like. fat does cause it, but it, yeah. it's it's not just fat. That's the thing. Right. They propose alternative theories. Which is great because yes, fat causes diabetes, and overeating even protein will cause diabetes after oh. a long period of time. But it doesn't yeah. mean that overeating sugar does it. And what we're finding now about sugar, specifically added sugar, refined sugar, the stuff yeah. that is not naturally occurring, meaning they strip it of all not its pure cane. nutrients. Yeah, I mean like, so no. It's actually really cool because a lot of people tell me like, oh, I don't put sugar in my tea. I put honey, so it's better. Not really. It's still sugar. So what I'm talking about is the, the sugar in fruits, right? There's naturally occurring sugar in fruits, but it comes with soluble fiber, which changes drastically how you absorb the sugar, how it spikes your blood sugar, how the insulin reacts, so, yeah. it, so it changes everything. Plus you're getting vitamins and minerals and all this other good stuff. Fed Up was a good documentary about that. Did oh, you watch yeah. that one? I, I didn't see you Fed Up. You should watch that one. I, just, <laughs> I know we're like getting close to the time, but I do want to ask about gluten-free and like why Everyone's why everyone <laughs> suddenly has a sensitivity or an intolerance or full-out celiac when like no one had that before. So every specialty within medicine has its own sort of catch-all diagnosis. 
For gastroenterologists, it's something called IBS, irritable bowel syndromes. Right. So when someone came in with diarrhea or constipation and they ruled everything out, they didn't know what to diagnose it as, they said, okay, it fits into irritable bowel syndrome, which is sometimes diarrhea, sometimes constipation. And then we started doing biopsies on people in their, in their gut and finding that some of them were having an autoimmune, meaning their own body was attacking the lining of their intestines because they were overreacting to gluten which is the component within bread and pasta and all those things within wheat that causes those symptoms. Uh -huh. But now we're finding that some people, because traditionally when we were cave people, we weren't eating gluten, we weren't eating grains, that some people don't react well to it. Does that mean that they're going to have a higher risk of cancer or some other drastic thing? No, it means that they'll just have some indigestion, just have someone ache. who lact lactose intolerant, yeah. like a sensitivity right. to it. Yeah. But everyone thinks that their celiac disease really needs to talk to their doctors because it's <laughs> likely that they don't. It's limited to probably 1-2% to of the population. So. You like have to get a test for it, like a special test. So in right? reality, we do a blood test for it, yeah. but that's not the best test. The gold standard is still a, a biopsy, putting a camera in and right. taking a biopsy. Yeah. So. Mm. So Which is carries risk, so we don't yeah. just do that for fun. It's right. a lot easier to say, okay, you're having these symptoms, let's try you not eating gluten for a while and see what happens. Wow, that's interesting. Yeah, our friend did that. Yeah, it's, it's like, a lot it's of the gluten that, challenge. Yeah. Okay, let's play one game because that's yeah. what we usually do I at the games. end. We, we like to play Would You Rather. Okay. So we have one for like you. It. Would you rather be Rob Kardashian's personal trainer or Kylie's gynecologist? <laughs> Gynecologist, because I want to be a doctor. So I don't <laughs> oh, want, right. I don't want to lose the the do after my name. So right, right, and um, also like Rob Kardashian's personal trainer is probably really hard <laughs> to be. Like he doesn't want yeah, to do anything. You have to like deal with that stuff. Right. You ever watch or you watch it? Chloe's what? Chloe had a show about like what was it called? Oh my god. Wait, it was called Weight. Body. <laughs> yeah, it was just called Weight by Chloe. Revenge Body. And like okay. one of the hardest things, or at least what they dramatized, was that like the people were like really resistant to like working hard, even though they were like on this show to get really skinny. Yeah. So I imagine Rob Kardashian wouldn't be any easier. There you go. Um, okay, well, that's all the games we have time for because we've been talking yeah. for a very long time. I could talk to you all day about yeah. all, There's so many things I want to ask you about. But, Open book. Yeah. Okay, so where can we follow you, learn more about Movember, all of that stuff? Movember, visit movember.com. There's a lot of great information on their site. For myself, Dr. Mike, um, Dr. Mike pretty much on every platform. If you like funny, silly medical videos, check out my YouTube channel, Dr. Mike Easyness. Okay, well thank you so much for coming and bye. bye. Batches.